You're watching WLWT News 5, leading the way. All right, good Thursday morning to you. Thanks so much for joining us here on WLWT News 5, today's Daily Dose. We've got weather in the forecast, so we're going to talk about yep. it today. Kelly Rippin, Colin Mayfield, Fletcher Keel, the person who can give us more information mm -hmm. about that, and the chances for potentially stronger storms, meteorologist Randy Rico. Yeah, so we've been talking about we had three days of rain. Yesterday was the first day, and, you know, it was kind of feast or famine. There were some parts of town that got hit with a lot of heavy rain in the afternoon and evening yesterday. Other places, you know, I was out in Loveland, and we had one downpour come okay. through, and that was kind of it. Today's the wettest day of that three-day time frame. The morning here is our drier part of the day. Now, that doesn't mean it's totally dry. You guys have been see seeing me track the radar all morning. Right. There are definitely some showers around. They're kind of moving from south to north. As we get into the afternoon, it's going to be another one, one of those, like, it's going to feel really muggy. The sun's going to try to peek out, and we'll have more intense downpours. So today is probably our best bet for some stronger storms. Yesterday, I think we had maybe one, maybe two uh, severe storms in the afternoon. Today, we have a better chance for that. So the heavy rain, a lot of lightning, maybe some gusty winds. A small chance for some small hail, and the tornado threat today is very, very low, but it's not zero. Okay. I think in general, your better bet is to see heavy rain, maybe some high water, lightning that would delay outdoor plans, that kind of thing. And that would start to kick up between about 1 and 3 o'clock. I think you'll start to go from seeing some rain showers to, oh, we've got the thunderstorms going. Okay. So that'll happen early to mid-afternoon. And then mid-afternoon evening rush is probably the main time frame for our potential for strong storms today. Okay, so final days of school, mm -hmm. uh, different uh, after-school activities, sports, yeah. things like that could be uh, canceled. All could be impacted or, at least. Or moved inside. Yeah. Well, and we, my, my daughter has soccer tryouts uh, last night, and every parent had to like, usually they make you go away for soccer tryouts, but they're like, okay, if y'all could just like stay right here. Stay just in the parking in case lot. The storm's not like watching the app the whole time. We got it in, but I mean, tonight, I think a better chance that more towns are impacted by those storms for anything outside tonight. Tomorrow's kind of scattered showers off and on through the day. All right, we'll mm -hmm. let you get ready. I know you're busy okay. this morning, and we got some other headlines to get to. Yeah, talking about obviously the school shooting, um, and uh, more more so, I think it's important about getting to the stories of those uh, that we lost uh, because of the school shooting. So we had a lot of those stories. Megan Mitchell funded a lot of that uh, information. Um, so if, if you'd like to learn more, we will have that on WWT.com for you. I think the important part that we also had this morning was um, talking to your kids about this. You know, I, obviously it, it was uh, made known that if your child goes to school, they're gonna be talking about this. So there's ways in which you can kind of bring up that subject, um, but it's a tough, tough time for a lot of folks to kind of talk with their children about it because we've seen you know, violence over the last uh, couple of days and last couple of weeks here in the uh, United States. And I think the one of the main takeaways this morning that we heard from Taylor was the even a small conversation, even just a mention of it, an acknowledgement of your child's feelings yeah. and what they might be going through can go a really long way. So dismissing it, not going to overall help um, the the process of processing it. Yeah, uh, you got to have those conversations. Yeah, just being there and being open and, and allowing your child to know that, that you're there. So. Yeah, and it's kind of a unique circumstance where even though it happened a thousand miles away or whatever, it's not unlikely that a child here in Cincinnati would be afraid of something like that. So they would have those fears that they can go to someone great point. and talk to about that as opposed to if a fire happened at a at an office building or mm -hmm. something, they might not have those same fears. So it's right. even though it happened physically thousands of miles away, it still yeah. hit pretty close home just because of the circumstances of where it happened. Yes, yes, good, good points there. Um, so getting closer to home, uh, we have been highlighting the Kroger shooting that happened a couple of weeks back. Um, the suspect was rearrested, I think, a few days ago. A few days ago, out. yeah. So this was at the Hyde Park Plaza Kroger. Yeah, back um, in late March. Back in late March uh, in the parking lot. A pretty intense situation in which a 
this person is accused of chasing down somebody else and then shooting. Now, uh, the bond was reduced there for Kevion Halsey, was reduced from a half a million to, I believe, 100,000. So he was able to uh, post bail. And then he was rearrested because parole officers were checking in, found drugs and guns, and that was a violation of his parole. So therefore, he was rearrested. And uh, Judge Melba Marsh put that bond back up to $500,000. So um, it's an interesting thing, too, taking place that specifically because there is statewide um, a proposed, I think it's a bill that's going through right now, or at least a constitutional amendment, sorry, on bail specifically talking about how judges would have to then keep in mind the threat to the public as they're making these decisions. Now, some people say this is long overdue. Other people say this is a violation of constitutional rights. So um, that will be an inter interesting conversation that happens in the state of Ohio specifically and kind of timely with what we were seeing there with that situation. Yeah, so more to come, I think, from that as well. Um, we are also looking at the redistricting maps. Uh, that mess is still um, really not gone anywhere. The only thing really that's updated now is a federal uh, three-judge court announced they're going to force the use of the invalid maps unless the dispute is resolved by Friday. So we know that, you know, putting a timeline on these things, especially in this specific case, has not really helped the situation right. uh, in some sense. But it sounds like they're going to just put a stoppage uh, tomorrow. Um, and so they'll go with the invalid maps unless they can resolve this. So either side still not coming to the table and uh, figuring out what the map is going to look like. And obviously, this is uh, really impacting the second part of Ohio's split primer that we've seen. So, because I don't think we have a date yet, right? We do not have a date. We we were saying I think August. I think August is what they August, were looking at, but I guess August. it could be pushed even more so, yeah, now, knowing like that they the haven't made a decision. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, we will continue to update you as we go through that. Right. Um, Want to give a special shout out to a young lady from Cincinnati. She is a Cincinnati School of uh, Performing Arts graduate, a UCCCM graduate as well. Uh, she made her debut in Wicked this week. Michaela Renfro. Uh, I had a chance to. Talk with her a couple weeks ago after she got the news and then I've just checked in with her and her family here and there over the last couple of days. Mm. Um, really sweet. Her father got to go to New York and see her debut. Um, she'd only been to New York five years ago for the first time. Now she lives there. She saw her first show. She said it was Anastasia and she was like, you know, it's Disney. So it was all beautiful and <laughs> elaborate and actually the lead there. And you mentioned this earlier, um, the lead in Anastasia when she saw it on Broadway at 19 or however old she was, was also a CCM graduate. So she felt oh, yeah. a special connection to her. Um, and that she was a female lead, all that stuff. So yeah. uh, she's playing Nessa Rose in Wicked on Broadway through March. So if you are heading to New York looking to see a Broadway show. I think we should get together a News 5 Today uh, field trip. Sign go me up. Go, go, and see, go and see. I've seen Wicked once in Atlanta. And it was great, but I can only imagine how good the Broadway version would be. I, I, I actually have seen it at the Gershwin, and it's incredible. I cried, but that's just also because I... Well, it's an experience. It is an experience. Yeah, I mean, it that's, is. I mean you, get, you get, you know, full of emotion. And, I mean, and as you can, you can tell, she's prideful about it and should be because uh, what an amazing debut that is going to be. So that story given to us by Kelly. It was great to learn a little bit more about her. I'm sure we'll see her on a stage after Wicked. Uh, and maybe a little oh, bit longer. Oh goodness, yeah. She, like I said, she's well. there through March, so that's okay. a that's a nice long that run for long. her. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that won't be the last. No. So. Nope. Um, and then uh, heading ahead of Memorial Day, keeping in mind the real reason for the long weekend. Yes, the WWT Day of Service. You took part in that yesterday. A little bit. That was at Hillcrest. Hillcrest Cemetery. Cemetery. So it is over. Um, you almost wouldn't know it's there. It is over by. 
Coney Island. Okay. Um, it's one of three segregated cemeteries in the city of Cincinnati, and it has incredible history. Um, it was abandoned for decades. Uh, there was overgrowth and some of the land shifted. So those grave markers were buried and they didn't know who was there because the record house where they kept all of it had burned in 1959, I believe. Um, so they, th there's so much history there of people who fought in wars from the Civil War up through the Vietnam War, all mm -hmm. at that cemetery, and they're still trying to piece together, um, you know, who all is there, where they are, but we just had a chance to clean up. So um, if you ever get a chance to, they put down American flags as well. So if you ever get a chance to drive over there, so interesting, and the gentleman who helped us, his name is Todd, and he um, served in our military, so a thank you to Todd, but they, they are all volunteers that help okay. keep this cemetery running and wow. beautiful, and they help people find their loved ones, which you can imagine is so important. Yeah, and you posted a, a couple of awesome before and after pictures yeah. of one of the, I don't know how many you worked on, but at least one of the yeah. uh, the tomb tombstones that you worked on to help kind of clear it, and I think you said you recentered it and, uh, and everything to help make it look almost as good as the first time it was placed there. As best we can. And he said, he said, you know, there are so many great people who come over without talking to them and try to help out. Check with them first because there are certain things, especially to preserve those headstones, that they want to make sure that they don't compromise them in any way. Right. So you might have good intentions like, oh, I'm going to go out and power wash them. Don't do that. Um, that, right. could, yeah. that could damage the headstone and they want to make yeah. sure that that stuff is preserved for years and years to come um, because as Todd mentioned, the history there is American history and it's so important to, uh, to remember what this weekend is all about. And I've seen a lot of communities already um, you know, doing their part putting up banners, you know, Fort Thomas does it every year, yes. uh, early, early on. And I think even throughout the year, I think they have banners that show the folks that came from Fort Thomas at Erlanger now. We were in Erlanger the other day, yeah. um, saw their banners as well. All the folks that have sacrificed, uh, paid, paid the ultimate sacrifice uh, for this country and for those that, that still serve in our uh, nation's military. Obviously, we know the ongoing things that are, ha that are happening. So yeah. it's nice to, to uh, take a moment and uh, if you can, just uh, take a moment and, and remember. So uh, Randy Rico has more on the forecast and uh, the weather we're going to see. And as we take a look at the radar this morning, you can see a band of heavier rain now lifting into the southern part of the 275 loop. So as we hit the heart of the morning rush and move toward 8 a.m., that rain's going to be coming down a little bit harder inside the 275 loop and along 71 and 75, currently pouring near Florence, and that's going to happen up toward CVG and into downtown in the next 10 minutes or so. Same thing a little further south in through Bracken, Mason, and Robertson counties. Plan on off and on rain this morning with the potential for stronger storms this afternoon. All right, so if you are heading to any parades or heading to any of the cemeteries to see those beautiful displays that they do uh, for this very special weekend, you should have pretty good weather for it, which is nice. Yeah, it looks warm and uh, just stay safe. Obviously, Memorial Day weekend, remember what it's all about and uh, right. hug yours a little bit tighter as well. So that's WWT News 5's uh, Today Daily Dose. We'll see you tomorrow morning, Friday tomorrow. Bye.